Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Spin This Podcast, a podcast that happens bi-weekly without exception. Uh, a podcast where we talk about music, and only music, uh, and anything that spins into our orbit of music things. Uh, welcome to episode 18, aka episode 20, aka the not lost episode, but the found episode. I am Sam Dow. I am Aiden Claire. And you will spin right now, because that was the outro I did at the beginning. I, I'm glad to see things are going so well so far. Yeah, but you missed the Hell Yeah Brother, so I don't know if we can say it's going well. So, Oh, some things have to be saved. For the <laughs> you can't blow the brother load at the first... <laughs> the brother load? <laughs> okay, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Aiden... Yes. Uh, what have you done uh, in the time between episode 17 and episode 18? Holy shit, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of interesting stuff that happened in the intervening period between podcasts. Let's just say that it was a chaotic period in my life. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get into the circumstances surrounding episodes 18 and 19. But in the interests of just chatting, uh, I moved apartments. Nice. Uh, you know, I... Still working at my job, but now I'm working there like full time in the office uh, nice. as opposed to working from home, which I was probably doing the last time we convened for a podcast. Yeah. And yourself. I, I've I've kind of been doing the same kind of stuff, you know, uh, keeping busy. I can't remember where I was in episode 17, but yeah. I assume that I was anticipating the release of a McCartney album or something. Uh, but yeah. That's pretty much uh, all I've got. So I might as well tell the extremely elaborate and highly interesting story that led to the disappearance of episodes 18 and 19. Now, yeah. to be By clear... By the way, what are we calling this episode? Is this episode... Are we calling it like episode 18, a.k.a. episode 20? I, will, I want this to be episode 18, although yeah. it is episode 20 in the production order. Yeah. Uh, because those episodes definitely exist in the ether somewhere. They're just like highly fucked up and the files are corrupted. And yeah, I, I want to get well, to the story. Okay, go for it. <laughs> but I have to preface it because yeah, preface a lot guy. of the, uh, a lot of the information here, uh, probably won't make it to the final edit. We have to redact it yeah. because the story has a lot of sensitive information in it. Yes. Uh, so basically what happened is. And then, no shit. Exactly. And also, we found Pentagon. You say, and then the lawsuit that ensues. My gosh. I know. I mean, uh, I've been enmeshed in that for the last three months, and it is just destroying my life. But yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was a pretty interesting story. I mean, that's the kind of story that I would definitely tell uh, at a bar or pub or something like that. Yeah. And then the person would just be like immediately locked in. <laughs> yeah, man. Hopefully our lawyers will allow us to keep at least some of that story in. Yeah, um, for the interest of um, uh, confidentiality, we probably have to edit a, a little bit of that, but I'm sure you'll get the gist of the story and understand just how, uh, it, why those episodes are missing, because as I'm sure now you know, there's a substantial justification for why that is the case. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we get into some news and or commentary? We should. If if there if there is any because uh, I mean there's some interesting news here. Um, do you want to go first with your, uh, your <laughs> yeah? I got, I got a little bit. I got a small amount of news in there, my guy. Oh boy! Here uh, we go. 
Welcome to the McCart News Podcast, a solo podcast that I refuse to let Aiden be a part of because he is not a McCart stan like I am. So I'm going to I'm going to backtrack some fucking McCart news because in the lost episodes, there was a McCart news that happened. So he released the McCartney three imagined, which was covers of other songs. I think I that was my get wrecked a couple episodes ago that didn't exist anymore. So I will say that that album is a solid. OK, but it has some good tracks on it uh, as McCart news. Uh, the best album of all time, Ram, as we're all familiar, it, it hit its 50th anniversary a couple weeks ago. Uh, if you're wondering for an update on when the uh, the Ram Dow, the the this, the entire Sam Dow cover of the Ram album is coming out, um, you can mind your own business. Uh, let's see what other McCartney's. Oh, I saw a thing today. Uh, McCartney is one of the like highest rev or uh, you know he's the richest fucking musician uh, ever. Not ever, but currently. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he he he's got uh, that Beatles bank. He's got that. Uh, that you know, I mean, I guess Ram is it, people like it. The man is probably just like he he could live off the residuals from Sergeant Pepper alone. He could live off the residuals of me streaming Ram on Spotify alone. <laughs> I'm funding this man's career. I don't know. I mean, with the the modicum of the percentages that they give you from Spotify as far as residuals go, yeah, I'm not entirely sure if that's the case. But I mean. Um, Nonetheless, I mean, there's it's totally understandable why the man rakes in as much cash as he does. Yeah, man. He's he's good at that music biz. You fucking bet, actually. Yeah. And that was a good album, Ram, actually. I, I Yeah. To be honest, uh I've probably listened just by osmosis several Paul McCartney albums, and that's probably the best one that you've recommended so far. Not uh, probably. It is. it is. Oh, yeah, it is the best album you've recommended so far. Because the other ones, uh, I mean, you probably stand Band on the Run, but I didn't, like, really fuck with that one. I just couldn't get it. At what point it. did you become part of the McCart News podcast? I inserted myself. Okay, if you're devoting X amount of airtime, which is a percentage of the... <laughs> which is a partition of the Spin This podcast, then I will uh, uh, obnoxiously chime in. Thank you for joining the McCartney's podcast. It is now, uh, I'm, I will end this episode of this, uh, McCartney's and, uh, okay, well, yeah. And then I'll have an outro of just me, like doing something there. Right. All right. So, I mean, there's some, (laughs) that that tragedy is over. (laughs) There are some other bits of news here. They're, they're kind of really insubstantial uh but i wanted to talk about one of them because we talked in the past about uh different musical contests that have happened uh in this case uh i think the last one that we talked about was the rbc like new artist contest yeah this one is actually like legit this is uh the npr tiny desk concert which is like uh an actual major thing yeah. as far as uh, uh publicizing music goes because yeah, that one's legit yeah i mean i mean there are uh, npr tiny desk concert videos that are have like 15 plus million views yeah uh so if you're like an actual artist uh that wants to submit and by the way the deadline is tomorrow so <laughs> now you tomorrow know at the time of recording <laughs> yeah so so uh get your shit in as soon as possible you probably i mean statistically you probably won't make it in but you got to shoot your shot because uh unless you're canadian or non-american because it's residents of the united states only yeah uh we can go fuck ourselves basically (laughs) yeah wait is it actually uh residents of the united states only yeah to be eligible you must be at least 18 years old and a resident of the united states you can't currently have a record deal well that's that fucking sucks yeah i would have like well, I mean, if I knew about it before right now, I mean, I probably would have thought about it. It's a testament to how bootleg our podcast is when I've only basically read the headline. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's okay. And and then <laughs> and then uh, that the most important part. But I mean, so I guess that will be become irrelevant to literally everybody who listens to the podcast because yeah. I don't think anybody outside of our immediate circle of friends and or family listens to this podcast. <laughs> I will say... A man in Germany bought two Joe Smash Joe Pass guitar picks. Yeah. I don't know if he found us for the podcast, but he at least is a fan of Joe Pass Joe Smash segments. And there there are some verifiably real people who have 
liked episodes of the podcast on SoundCloud. Nice. Are verifiably real as in they are not uh, they have an account. accounts. Yeah. So-called SoundCloud t- talent scouts, which, you know, don't buy into that shit if you no, don't need no, no. saying. That's why I've been kind of on the verge of 900 followers. I've gotten over 900 followers, but the only reason is because I've been followed by stupid fucking repost accounts. Yeah, like I don't, uh, I my instinct with SoundCloud is a lot of people just don't have SoundCloud accounts, which yeah. is why I don't kind of anticipate a lot of followers or uh, likes and shit compared to like listens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not that I get a ton of listens that aren't like you. Um, yeah, but I, because <laughs> uh, I I can check my stats and I see that pretty regularly I'll have a couple plays. I'll have most of my plays coming from Ottawa, which is where you are. Mm-hmm. A couple from London, so like some people I know as well as my fiance, and then a few like random ones from Toronto. But there's never like an account, and it shows the top listener accounts if they have an account. But there's never an account for someone from Toronto. So I think maybe someone in my friends group is a secret Sam Dow Dead Roaches fan. Are there are there like they're they're listening from like a VPN or some shit and SoundCloud? Uh, yeah, they're just... VPNing to Toronto, and it just is a coincidence. <laughs> Although, why, if you were VPNing from Canada, why the fuck would you VPN to Toronto? What's the point of that? Yeah. Unless you're, like, Toronto. selling drugs or some shit. But like, Yeah, I mean, why would you pretend to be in Toronto? Yeah, you would. You, you pretend to be in, like, Sweden or the United States. Yeah. Only those two Like places. in Ohio. Yeah. Usually pretending to be from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Although, why, why anyone would want to pretend to be from Ohio is beyond me. It's the perfect cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the perfect cover. Transition. Nice. I've not listened to this, so I won't say it's the perfect cover, but I wanted that transition. It is apparently a cover of the song I Want to Be Sedated, uh, but it's called I'm Getting Vaccinated, performed by Kyle Gass of Tenacious D. <laughs> I have not seen the video slash heard the song, but I assume that is a very good cover because he's uh, he's always good in everything. He is and one half of, Tenac- of Tenacious D. He is he's the, uh, ESD. ESD. Yeah. Did you watch that on your new TV yet? No. Okay. We watched it last night on the projector. Classic. And I, we watched it last weekend too, but Megan fell asleep. So we watched it again this weekend. I feel like that's. Uh, have you seen the HBO series? No, never. What? I know. It's blasphemy, I, I assume. It is like just as good as the movie. Well, I will have to find that and watch it. In fact, I feel like the movie, in a lot of senses, is like. A soft reboot of the HBO series. Okay, interesting. The HBO is like really funny. It's the one, uh, there's probably an episode, uh, the original version of Tribute yeah. is in the HBO series. I've seen I've seen that video. I've seen the clip from that uh, for Tribute on YouTube. Yeah. But I've not seen anything else of the series. I, I, I think it only ran for like one season. So it is like okay. of like, Maybe just a little more than movie length. I'm not sure if it's okay. technically considered a, a miniseries or whether it was just uh, only they only signed for a one season contract and then it never got renewed. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's good. Okay, well I will watch it. That I will get wrecked, nerd of uh, something like that. Yeah. So so far we've uh, already done a Joe Pastor's Smash and a get wrecked nerd, even though we're still technically on news and commentary. <laughs> Speaking of news and commentary, I want to make sure this is said for the record of a canonical episode of Spin This Podcast. Uh, Logic is not allowed to be unretired. I don't approve whatever that thing he did a couple months ago was. What is that? He's retired. He produced an album that you indicated in the episode 18 notes that was fire. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I wanted to talk about that because (laughs) the fact that... Okay. So I didn't... This is like par for the course for us of not looking into things enough and then looking like complete idiots. Thankfully, that episode was never released, but I wanted to talk about this. Apparently, Logic not only produced that album, Doc D is just a pseudonym for Logic. Uh, So Uh. Logic not only produced that album, he fucking made it. So I hope you're livid. Uh, I'm I'm not thrilled with it. You're going to be mad because uh, he basically just came out of retirement and he's uh, self-produced and self-made his own life. But yeah, imagine making your whole career uh, being really successful and be like, you know what? This is the end of it forever. And everyone's like, oh, no, logic is going away forever. It's like, no, 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 I'm I'm back. Like, well, what what was that goodbye for? It's like, oh, I'm just, you know, publicity. 
I don't give wanted to play video games for a couple months. Like what the fuck? Like you say, oh, I'm gonna play video games, a stream, and you know what? I'm done with music. Oh no, uh, I'm not well, done with music. I didn't say that. No, you did say that. Fuck off. I I don't give enough fuck about Logic to to hold him to that standard. But uh, like all I can say is just that I actually enjoy the album. It was a little derivative, but wait, was that episode 17 or 18? Uh oh. No, it's all good. <laughs> I so, I heard. I'm so sorry, babe. Yeah. Uh. No, my fiance pointed out. Uh, that if we'd met one year earlier, our anniversary for 50 years would be in 69. Oh, rip. Yeah, rip. <laughs> well, so as I've said, it, it doesn't matter to me, the whole logic thing. I mean, uh, the the album was fine. Uh, it was good for logic. Uh, I, I honestly, I'm just not really that familiar with his discography. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a big logic stan. Yeah, I, I I know only a few songs of his. I will say there are a few Logic songs that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one I I don't know what it's called, but well, I know it's a phone number is the title of it because it's like the phone number of the suicide hotline or whatever. Oh, okay. That song is actually like pretty dope. Huh. Um, it's like and sincere. I like it. Be- yeah, I, I like it because uh, you know, it had a really good video that was like very emotionally moving and stuff, and it was actually a pretty like catchy tune. Uh, you know, some good lyrics and stuff. He he did a good job. And I like it because he was not retired at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, I mean, he's earned me liking it during his career, which is valid, but not during the invalid parts. What about teachers who come out of retirement or like literally anybody who comes out of retirement to work? Like, are you pissed off? It at depends that? on, it depends on how big of a fucking deal they make about it to their followers and fans and paying people. And also, what? you know, He's like a young dude. He's like, you know what? I'm retired now. He's not doing it full time. That's just what he means. <laughs> so you're like, he, you're saying logic is the equivalent of, uh, you know, a teacher that's been working and then becomes like a substitute teacher that like is just essentially doing it as a favor for like their teacher friends kind of thing. No, I'm not saying they're the same. I'm saying that. Yeah, you're sa- I'm saying it's the equivalent. Uh, I'm, I'm saying it's the same. <laughs> I, I've devoted such like uh, a sliver of my, of my mental capacity to this to this discussion because okay. <laughs> because I just wanted to I be on the just, record. I just I feel don't. like whatever you whatever you feel, man. Like whatever you feel, just uh, let it all out because yeah, uh, man. I don't care about the logic. Yeah, man. Uh, all I want to make sure is uh, it's on the record. I okay. don't approve of this move. <laughs> okay, well that's good. It's on the record. We can we can move on. we can move on forever now because he's retired again. I assume. Okay. Well, did you want to pr- pr- proceed to Joe Pastor's Mass? Because I don't think I really had that much more interesting news to cover. Yeah, I'll go to... Let's do some Joe Pastor's Smash. Joe Pastor's Smash. Do it. Did you listen to any of these songs? Joe Pass or Joe Smash. I, I did listen to some of these songs. Oh, okay. Which ones did you listen to? Just uh, so that we're so on the I, same page. Yeah, I listened to the Bruno yeah, Bruno Mars one and uh, two of the songs that were available on SoundCloud for the Olivia Rodrigo album. Oh, okay. So you've probably covered the same ground as I. So that's that's good because yeah. so uh, we will, It's things are discussion worthy. Now let's talk, I mean, we might as well just go in order. Yeah. We could talk about the Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack song. Uh, yeah. I've heard the song on the radio several times. Uh, it's uh, uh, I, I think it's an Anderson Pack. Oh no, it is basically just a collaborative song. It's it's not okay. like a feature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although I'm not sure exactly who Silk Sonic is. I'm assuming that's the band that's supporting them. Uh, right. But Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars are both uh, uh, you know soul funk and pop singers. Anderson yeah. Pack comes a little less from the pop sphere uh, than Bruno Mars does. I'm not really that familiar with his oeuvre, uh, but he uh, you know kind of got popular. I want to say around the uh, late aughts to early tens, right? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but um, this song in particular, what was your what was your read on it? Uh, so I I I remember listening to it a couple months ago, um, and I've I've definitely seen the video before as well. I uh, I definitely like that it's like a kind of got that soul funk seventies kind of vibe to it, and the video very much plays that up. I think mm-hmm. that's what I liked about it. I don't know if I like it other than it's a genre that I like. 
Like, I don't know if I specifically like this song very much. Yeah. Uh, I like Anderson Pack. I think uh, I've heard at least one other song of his, and I, I think he's got a good kind of vibe with his stuff. Bruno Mars, I, I you know, I know he did the Uptown Funk a couple years ago. It was uh, that was a song that I enjoyed at the time, and I, I still vibe to it now. Yeah. Other than it being kind of just a song that I appreciate, it's kind of it, it being different from a lot of the other stuff that's coming out presently, like uh, you know, in terms of trap and other things. I like that it is a genre song that's kind of a little more, you know, it's kind of got their own influences in it. But I don't know if I like the song in particular. Uh, I think it's just okay as a song. Yeah, I think that was the read that I had on it as well. So there's a definite influence of, uh, you know, Motown and Chicago soul. It reminds me a lot of uh, um, Marvin Gaye, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of uh, what's going on type era. Uh, the arrangements sound a lot like uh, Motown, uh, although the production is a little more uh, high. What? Okay, so uh, some of the kids are here this weekend, uh, and they came back from being outside, and Megan is scooping them some sorbet ice cream cone things, and Haley dropped hers all over the floor. Nice. She, and she was trying to be really quiet before she bumped into the same recycling can twice. And now she's upset that her ice cream fell to the floor. That's sad. That's a sad story. It is a sad story, but it's very funny, too. <laughs> she's crying. I'm sorry that I'm laughing right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Come get some more. <laughs> laughing at the suffering of others. Wow. <laughs> I'm not intentionally doing that. Not only that, at the suffering of children. <laughs> yeah, but it was, <laughs> you didn't see it. It was funny. <laughs> Especially when they're trying to be very subtle right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, something about the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just discussing. So, yeah, I, I pretty much feel the exact same way. Uh, like, I, I feel as though there's a prevalence now of just, uh, you know, like there's a huge preponderance of uh you know songs that are just like harkening back to an era and like as far as the production goes it does sound like a Motown or chicago soul song yeah but other than that i mean i didn't find the song to be that particularly interesting it does have like a really cool kind of like bridge section the the harmony is kind of really interesting okay yeah uh so i mean in that it's uh the production and the performance is like are really good it's it's good, but other than that, it's like very definitely trying to harken back to a particular era, and because of that, yeah. it it does feel like a little derivative. Like you really have to yeah. enjoy the aesthetic of that music in order to enjoy it. Yeah, and like um, you know, I respect it, but I don't know. For me, it's uh, kind of middling. You know. Yeah. So I would I uh, I don't know if if I had to pick Joe Pass or Joe Smash, I don't know what I would pick. It's definitely Joe Meh, but if I had to pick one. I would probably say Joe Pass. I I would I would maybe opt a little towards the Smash, but like it's not a Joe Smash. It's, it's not like a hard capital Joe Smash. J capital S. Like it feels wrong to say <laughs> Joe Pass, but it also feels wrong to say Joe Smash. Yeah, yeah. But we've we've made the rules strict that it's one or the other, my guy. Yeah. Fucking Joe Pass. That. <laughs> a soft Joe Pass. A, a, yeah, a it is a soft Joe Pass. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it's good that we we pretty much have a similar consensus on that one. Is it good? It's all right. I mean, we can have different opinions. It's it's good in areas, <laughs> but it's also like kind of boring in other areas. Yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. I definitely liked the video of it, though. I will say that for it. It looked very much. I mean, it was. It's essentially just them jamming in a Motown esque seventies. Uh, recording studio. Yeah. And they've got like the uh like the chorus of female singers that are in the recording booth and they got the whole band fucking jamming together and it's really a really cool fun video like of just them looking like they're having a really great time playing an okay song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean uh it's it's the production and the arrangement. I mean like the more that you listen to songs, like even songs that are just like really like boring and and this yeah. song isn't like really boring. Yeah. But it's like e- even songs that are kind of like, you know, shit, uh, yeah. you can kind of appreciate the production and the arrangement. The more you listen to this stuff and the more that you 
make music and the more that you, you know, research it and all that shit. So, you know, it's good in areas and uh, areas that you can respect and then you can enjoy from that more technical lens, but also can see that it's like, you know, it's not something that I would uh, actively seek out. Right. Okay. That is the verdict. It is uh, Joe Spass. Yeah. It's off Joe Pass, but a Joe Pass nonetheless. Yeah. This one we might have more uh, divided views on. I'm not sure. Okay, we'll see. Okay, well, off of uh, Olivia Rodrigo's album, Sour is now out. Uh, okay. So, uh, there are a few tracks that you can listen to for free on SoundCloud. Uh, in fact, there is, yeah. I believe, three right now. Yeah. Um, and obviously, this is coming in the wake of what is uh, definitely Olivia Rodrigo's most successful single and one of the right. most successful singles of all time as far as records go. Records, yeah. I mean, as in streaming records and right. uh, records for singles in general. Driver's License like broke like almost every uh, streaming record there is, so it does have that kind of historical precedent to it. Yeah. Uh, now, the other songs, um, Good For You is another big single off of the album. Uh, it is kind of a pop punk pop punk production. That is a hard word for me to say. I don't know why. <laughs> pop punk. Yeah. Almost production aesthetic and uh, arrangement. D- a down tempo uh, verse to a uh, double time jangly guitar chorus, I guess, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun song. Yeah. Uh, it's another song that's like, in a way, it is kind of derivative of like pop music from the early uh, 2000s. But right. nonetheless, I kind of enjoy it. Uh, it's yeah. definitely not as like, it uh, doesn't like hit as hard as like Driver's License does. But yeah, uh, I, I like that there's, uh, uh, she's like pulling kind of sounds from, uh, I guess, her upbringing, I guess you could say. Because it sounds yeah. a lot like a, a fucking... Uh, Blink 182 style chorus with the fucking okay. guitars and stuff like that, which is not music that I particularly love, but I think she yeah. appropriates that well enough. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, so I listened to, I think the two I listened to would have been Deja Vu and Good For You, because mm-hmm. uh, they're the first two that are unlocked on SoundCloud, uh, and that's the link I had. I think the whole thing, I can probably stream it on Spotify, so I might give the whole album a listen to at some point. Uh, but Deja Vu, when I first listened to it, I'm like, yeah, lyric or not lyrically, but I mean, vocally, obviously, but uh, it, it definitely, you know, felt like, oh, this just feels like another lesser driver's license. Yes. Um, but then, what, like, I will say when the kind of a little more of the instrumental kicked in and it was kind of like a lo-fi drum kind of sound thing uh, and some other interesting sounds, I thought it definitely like picked up in quality and I was like, OK, cool, I, I could I could vibe with this. And then I listened to the next one and I. I definitely recognize the other one probably just from when we listen to uh, music on, through the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely come up a few times. Uh, and I've enjoyed I've enjoyed these uh, uh, tracks. Uh, I didn't listen to the third one. Uh, right now I'm on the SoundCloud page for it, and I, I, I'm making some interesting observations, at least interesting to me. So th- three songs are unlocked from that SoundCloud Go Plus thing. Yeah. Uh, driver's license is locked under that currently, but it has 14.8 million. Uh, the first two that I did listen to are both like two point whatever million. The third one I didn't listen to is 239k. Uh, and then of all the other locked ones, the next closest one is like 30k. Yeah. So that's well, kind of like giving me a, a bit a better idea of like the percentage of people that use SoundCloud versus people that are using the SoundCloud Go Plus. I mean, those are good numbers to have for something that's behind a paywall of a service that I've never really thought about wanting to get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is SoundCloud Go anyway? But uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, also, those are the singles off the album, so inevitably they're Okay, gonna, no, they're, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the ones that are of... Uh, I, I haven't listened to the, the album yet, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's more of a vehicle to get some of these bigger singles out. Uh, I'm not sure if it's like a an album album. Uh, you right. know, most pop uh, albums are not. Yeah. Uh, although I, b- I believe that there is either a Billie Eilish album coming out soon or a uh, Billie Eilish album that has been already published. 
mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, and I will probably listen to that because uh, some of the singles off of it seem pretty good so far. They're not right. in, in our agenda today. Um, yeah. So I haven't really, you know, prepared any thoughts on them. You know, no, and I haven't I... listened to a couple of them. Like, I know she had a at least a music video come out for a song called Lost Cause, and I haven't heard that song yet. I, I have not as listened to that one either. Uh, the one that I listened to, I, I guess I might as well just give my preliminary thoughts and we can talk about it another time. The one yeah. that I listened to was called pa- Your Power, either Your Power or Power. Uh, okay. And this is a testament to just uh, how f- few times I've listened to it. But yeah. um, I actually remember listening to this album on the radio on the way to work in a Uber or Lyft or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And just thinking that, it do- doesn't sound like a pop song. Like it's very good. Uh, yeah. The production like is very minimal. Uh, the uh, it's basically uh, just mainly Billy's uh, vocals, kind of with a th- kind of thin sheen of reverb, reverb in order to kind of you know enhance the effect. Uh, but I, there's a, a personal side of this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that uh, Billie Eilish was dating somebody when she was a teenager who was uh, way older than her. Uh, and so it's kind of like a, a little bit of an expository kind of kaleidoscopic kind of right. uh, look into her uh, psyche at the time uh, and, and kind of like coming to terms with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically the what led up to her kind of severing that relationship. And some of the lyrics are very explicit uh and if you look at them you kind of well think like oh okay well this is actually referring to something that really happened yeah uh and and when you look into it there the story behind it is actually uh quite interesting so i like that aspect to her and some of her other songs as well is that uh, she does kind of bring elements from her own life into it and she's not afraid to you know have that kind of expository angle to her music and in this case yeah. i think that it works really well the only other instrument i believe is uh some acoustic guitar maybe some very minimal production kind of layered in by uh, right. uh her brother but yeah. uh yeah very good song okay I-, I will listen to that and maybe we'll have a further discussion if there is an album out by billy eilish then we'll probably discuss that next week I don't think it's episode. out yet, but I remember looking at the track list for the the album that is coming out, uh, mm-hmm. and I can maybe call it up here while I'm talking. But uh, it's going to have uh, I think therefore I am on it, uh, okay. and maybe some other singles that were released uh, uh, My more future? recently. Okay, so the album is called Happier Than Ever. It's supposed okay. to be released. I'm not sure if there's a, a release date set yet. It's supposed to come out uh, late, July thirtieth. Uh, there are, have already been several songs released from it. Uh, one of the ones that kind of caught my eye was the uh, title Billy Bossa Nova, which unfortunately isn't actually a Bossa Nova song, but it is a nice kind of like uh, like a lo-fi kind of stripped down acoustic song. Yeah. Uh, fun, interestingly enough, there's a, there's a Bossa Nova version of one of her songs. I can't remember which one it was. It might is it have Billy been... Bossa Nova has a Bossa Nova version too? No, no, it's not that oh, song. That'd be clever, I think it's like everything you wanted, or maybe okay. bad guy. I can't remember which song it is. Maybe Ocean yeah. Eyes, but like uh, there's an uh, fuck. I'll find it and then maybe I'll post it in the in the SoundCloud description. But it is it is like really good. Her voice like fits Bossa Nova music so perfectly. Hmm. Um, I, I want to see uh, if this album has. Uh, Oh yeah, so it has the song "My Future" in it, which was uh, yeah. I think we both agreed was that was song of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it was my song of the year, but I know it was your song of the year, and yeah. uh, it was good enough to be in the top five for me at least. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the release of that album. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say on in yeah. that regard. Shall we get wrecked, nerd? Yeah, let's do it. Get wrecked, nerd. Okay, um, I didn't have one prepared. 
I I'll probably recycle from a couple episodes of the last episode. Uh, and I'll just say if you haven't listened to McCartney Three Imagined, it's not. I mean, it's it's worth listening to if you enjoyed McCartney Three. If you didn't enjoy McCartney Three, I'll recommend the first track on the album, uh, the Kiss of Venus. I don't know if it's the first track on the album actually. I don't know, but it's the best song on the album, uh, by Dominic Fike. Of all the songs, a lot of them feel very much just kind of remixy of the original, or like, uh, kind of them adding themselves into the pre-existing song like there's one that beck did um but it felt like kind of mostly like it, it used a lot of kind of like the vocals of mccartney in it as well whereas the dominic fike one not only is it 100 percent original recording not pulling from the original song but he also like rewrote some of the verses and stuff so uh and it's it, it's probably the best song i would say it's probably the best song of that album and of mccartney 3 is his version of it but uh, yeah, I would say listen to that track if you haven't listened to it, but it's a fucking dope track. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's a few things I wanted to cover um, on Get Rec Nerd. Now, uh, what I've been wanting to do for a while is I've been wanting to get caught up on albums that have been released this year, uh, just yeah. because, uh, you know, I mean, it, it is current year, so I yeah. think it's only appropriate to uh, rec recommend some some albums that have been released uh this year uh now a lot of this stuff will have been recently uh released and we'll probably have like a a fairly large audience um anything that's not of that ilk will probably be more in the soundcloud shout out uh, area you know stuff that's like you know maybe popular on Bandcamp or not even popular at all, but like worth recommending. Yeah. Uh, this is an album that I found earlier this year um, and I thought it was interesting. Um, it definitely won't appeal to a lot of people, I, I find, uh, because it comes from a world that I would say I was very unfamiliar with, uh, but I I kind of like weird shit. Uh, and so this album naturally attracted me. Mm-hmm. Uh it is by, uh, I want to say, Lorem Ipsum, uh, and the album is called Vivre Encore. Uh, it's, they're a French band. They are they come from the Screamo tradition, which uh, I'm really <laughs> not familiar with. <laughs> the Screamo uh, tradition. The Screamo That'd be tradition, a fucking right? perfect band name. Yeah. This, I, actually, uh, that's a good... Uh, I, I will write that down. And at some point, we actually have to discuss the uh, our band name list and kind of go through the, the hits on yeah. that list because we've come up with some good ones. Yeah. Um, but it is a weird melding of chamber music and screamo. So there's, uh, you know, acoustic guitars. There's, uh, you know, violins, viola, cello. Um, mm. But over it uh, are, you know, just like aggressive you know, screamed vocals. Um, uh, A lot of, I mean, there's some clean vocals too, but you can tell that the lead singer comes from that uh, ilk and that they're kind of trying to blend it with more acoustic instrumentation and more kind of elaborate arrangements. Uh, The production is great. um, And uh, the album cover is really cool too. It's a picture of like uh, a contortionist kind of doing a contortion. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> on a on a chair, uh, and it really kind of establishes the kind of off-putting atmosphere, uh, off-putting in the sense that the, uh, the vocals and the instrumentation blend uh, so unexpectedly well together, um, right. because the the instrumentation is like very beautifully composed, like it's just standard like classical. Uh, I don't I don't say classical harmony, but uh, uh, just like very you know, ornate chords and progressions and stuff like that, but over, uh, you know, very aggressive kind of angry uh, vocals. Now, it is in French, uh, unfortunately, uh, so I don't understand what the hell they're saying. So um, if you are looking to take a deep dive into the uh, lyricism, then uh, having an understanding of uh, the proper French language will probably be an asset to you. Yeah. In this case, for me, uh, I don't. And so I'm basically just <laughs> enjoying Going the in sound blind. Going in deaf. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I have to say on that. I have a few other albums from 
2021 or late 2020 uh, that I'll probably be discussing over the next few podcasts. Yeah. Uh, just to shout out those artists who have yeah. had albums come out this year. Yeah. You know what the title of that album means? Vivre encore? Uh, Viva life? Like a good life? Something like that? Like celebrate life? I... No. Not really? <laughs> I, oh no! I, I, sorry, uh, Viva Encore. Uh, something again, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's Live Again. Live Again. I mean, I have a, you know, I graduated from French Immersion. I should know this. I think it's Live Again. I was thinking, uh, I uh, like the Encore going, of Life. Yeah, which is live essentially again. Live Again. Yeah. I think it sounds Live Again, probably. Yeah, like, yeah. Vive because Vive Quebec is wasn't as like that's, that means Live. Live Quebec. Live. Live, my guy. Quebec. I don't know why I'm thinking of Quebec because I think that the one of the slogans of Quebec was "Vive Quebec, Vive" or something like that, or "Livre." Yeah. No, that's Vive read, isn't France. it? Livre? or that's book. Livre is book. Yeah, Vivre is live. Vive Quebec. Book of life would be Vive, vive le Quebec vivre. libre. So yeah. lib- liberty was vive like uh, liberté is liberty. <laughs> what's what's libre? L i b r e. Libre. I don't know. I don't think that's a word. Oh, it just means long live Quebec, basically. That makes sense. Oh, no, it's, uh, well, it's according to Google. Oh, long live free Quebec. Oh, so libre means free. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that that means free, my guy. Yeah. Cut the part where I didn't know that. Yeah, that means free. (laughs) Cut the part. (laughs) Your French cred is intact. Don't worry. Thank you. Merci. De nada. (laughs) <laughs> oh you speak french <laughs> anyway uh i mean that's that was my get ready yeah. oh um i wanted to briefly uh did you actually have a chance to watch uh, inside by bill burnham not yet we i we were gonna watch it today and then i lost track of time and then megan's like hey do you want to watch that now and i'm like fuck yeah uh, I oh, highly recommend it the songs are really good uh yeah I've, I've i've heard a couple parts of songs through the osmosis of uh megan on tiktok mm-hmm. uh but we will probably watch it if not today within a soon amount of time because we both want to watch it very much well i'm glad it's not just me uh annoyingly recommending it to you and it's also yeah. uh megan annoyingly recommending it to you yeah, so th- that this you won't have... be a twin peaks situation yeah. <laughs> you have the peer pressure to listen to it but i think yeah. you'll i mean it's like pretty good shit yeah, uh, like I've I've heard parts of some of the songs, and it is pretty uh, humorous and well done. Because I want to do an actual discussion of it, but yeah. because it is, I feel like it is discussion worthy to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, mostly just talking about the music, but um, which is most of it. Uh, he's yeah. a musical comic, Bo, uh, Bo Burnham. Yeah. Uh, but that is a topic for another podcast, since you haven't seen it. Yeah. All right. So, do you have news of personal news, music news? Yeah, uh, I want to talk about it kind of briefly. I don't really want to spend too much time talking about my own shit on the podcast. But uh, I did come out with an album. Uh, It's called A Cavern of Ash. It's uh, a collection of compositions that I've been working on for a while. Uh, I've stopped working on uh, music for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I resumed, uh, I had enough material to kind of put an album together. Uh, it comes from a kind of dark and surreal place. Uh, so if you're interested in that kind of stuff, uh, it, uh, you know, I, as I was making it, I was watching, uh, you know, documentaries about fucking Francis Bacon and stuff like that. The painter Francis Bacon, okay. uh, you know, learning about, not uh, the piece of bacon, Francis Bacon. Yeah learning about uh native american folklore and history and about the you know uh you know the genocide by colonial settlers and stuff like that uh and so there's there is some thematic material in there uh although it is not uh poetic or lyrical in any way it's all uh you know texture and soundcraft so um it's probably my least low it's probably the most low-key release in that i didn't really like promote it a lot i mean i put it on social media and then just put it out there to see uh who would be interested uh yeah. Yeah, but other than that it's like i think people have listened to it but not really you know 
it, it might not be a, what a lot of people may fuck with because there's not yeah. a lot of conventional composition structure to it. Uh, it's a lot of yeah. I will say I've I've listened to it. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I bought it on Bandcamp. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's I, I get what you mean. It's not a traditional compositional type thing. It's very kind of the mood, the kind of atmosphere that you're setting up there. Uh, but I, I fuck with it. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you like it. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you listen to it. I know that's probably not something that you really are, uh, that's really in your wheelhouse. Uh, so I'm, I appreciate you buying it and, uh, listening to it, um, to just yeah, to give it the time of day because, uh, uh, I think you were one of two people who bought it. Um, cool. and, uh, one of them was another lad I know from, uh, MIA shout out to Adrian Harpel. A uh, really nice. cool guy who makes cool music as well. Shout out to him from me as well. Yeah. Or uh, my album when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, always uh, help uh, support local artists. You must support local artists. Yeah, I'd support local artists. I'd support them so fucking hard. Or do you? Are you sure you support local artists? Uh, so I, speaking of albums coming out, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm going to say it right now. By the time this podcast comes out, I will have released the final tracks of uh, Dead Roaches 2 called uh, I think I'm just going to go with the title Man Alive because I was title. calling it Living Heck and then Man Alive was the original title for it and I did the album cover and I wrote Man Alive as the album cover on it uh, and I don't want to try and find that file and rename the thing to Living Heck so it's it's called Man Alive out of convenience and I've been re- slowly releasing the tracks kind of one by one over like the past couple weeks I realized that I had all these tracks finished and just never released them. And I think there's like seven tracks, maybe maybe five of them are out, six of them are out. But I'm going to finish releasing those. I've got four out right now. Uh, I think I've got two more to release, if not three more. But by the time this podcast is on the internet, it will be for sale on Bandcamp, probably. Sick. So, uh... Or just like fucking stream it on SoundCloud because it's free on there. Yeah. Or just ask me and I'll send you the files if you want. I don't really, I'm, if you want to listen to it, I don't want you to, I'm, I'm not going to do the, uh, you know, Olivia Rodrigo where only 20,000 of you can listen to it while the other, the main song gets fucking millions. No, I want you all to listen to it a million times. Yeah, fucking elitist. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah, so Sam will send you, and I give this guarantee on his behalf. He will send you a cassette of his album or any of the songs on the album or basically just a cassette of him like whispering serenely into a microphone. He will do it. If someone actually sends me a message or like even comments on this on SoundCloud saying like, Hey, send me one of those cassettes. I will have, I'll be obligated to do it. He will whisper anything into that microphone. Well, I'd rather give him a cassette of Dead Roaches if they wanted it. But I'll yeah, whisper but, in it. Yeah. But if they give you money, you will whisper anything. You will. So they're read. paying for it now. I'm not just giving it for free. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. So you got to pay for it. We, Thank you for. We live in a commercial economy. Everything. Must well, yeah. Be. I. But I was saying I'd send them the files for free if they just wanted to listen because I didn't want to have a barrier, you know, paywall behind it. Files. And like he will send. Like, files. Yeah. That's not genuine. No, no, no. You got to send them a cassette. Cassette okay, is like all, writing a letter. But cassettes don't grow on trees, my guy, so they will pay for the cassette. Oh, of course. Commerce. Music is commerce, as we all know. And if they're not Everything local, is a transaction. maybe they'll pay shipping as well. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, oh, fuck, man, man. Uh, paying shipping on anything. That I feel like that's a relic of the past. Yeah. Speaking of not paying shipping, I, I've added a few items to the Spin This Podcast Etsy shop. So you can find that on spinthispodcast.com. No, you can find that on etsy.com slash. Just search spin this podcast Etsy. You'll probably find it. You'll find it. Or we'll link to it somewhere. With those specific keywords, even though it's like probably buried, you will still find it. Yeah. Uh, As I mentioned, we had one sale where we sold two Joe Pastor Smash guitar picks to a fella in Germany. But now there's more shirts. We have the Jazz O'Clock t-shirt still up there. And then I had two designs just of doodles that, so I, as I've previously mentioned, I've done albums where I would doodle for the covers. And I would usually have nine doodles on a, a album cover. These are two like just individual doodles that stood out as some favorites that I put on shirts. Uh, and I ordered them for myself. 
from the you know the manufacturing cost but these are like print to order things and it's free delivery because it seems like you'll probably do better if it says free delivery even though the cost of the shirt plus the delivery fee is less than a standalone price with free delivery the free delivery is what's selling this my guy i so feel like 25 dollars for a shirt of- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is twenty five dollars online for a fifteen dollar plus seven dollar shipping shirt. We we are a small company, okay? We are a small business, so please support us and just pay the added money to uh, pretend that yeah. you're not paying the shipping fees. If you buy <laughs> one of these shirts and then in the message you say, "Send me a cassette," I will send you the cassette for free. Yeah, there you go. He will uh, whisper uh, anything, like the most vile shit, whatever turns you on, uh, well, he will whisper it. Uh, I guarantee, this is a guarantee that I make to you. I'm, I'm honestly Listen. trying to just sell some dead roaches shit, my guy. I don't want to whisper. Of course. But, I mean, it's, it's, music is commerce. Okay, how about this? I'll make a dead roaches <laughs> cassette tape, but then there's a hidden track at the end, which is me whispering whatever specific shit that they've requested. Done. Hidden Do track. It. Why don't just include that on the Dead Roaches album? Um, because it it's 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 made to order. Like they got to say what they want me to whisper. So it's like each one's unique. Okay. Except for the the tracks of Dead Roaches. What the, shit? Hidden tracks. Won't are, you whisper? Like if somebody asked you to whisper like the Turner Diaries or like Men Comp or something like that, you wouldn't whisper. Yeah, anything. I won't. I'm. I'll say with absolute confidence, I won't be whispering Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be whispering anything racist or fascist. Uh, or fascist, or anything that's kind of like, uh, I don't want to be political in general on oh, podcasts. So you won't whisper but, Das Kapital? I was going to order that. I was going to pay you <laughs> like $50 for that. Well, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk off recording <laughs> about that one. If you want to send me $50, I'll do whatever. You, you're, the Except talk will be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you will just have to pay me and then wait for the cassette to come in the mail. And if you don't have a cassette recorder, you'll never know. Or a cassette player, you'll never know. I feel like you're not really down with the commerce, man. We got to make money. This is a hustle. Music is a hustle. Yeah. Podcasts are a hustle. hustle. Music are a hustle. We we make like legitimate money off of this podcast, as, as I'm sure you know. Wait. <laughs> so, so you've been making money this whole time? Um, No. Thank you for listening to this episode of Spin This Podcast, a podcast where apparently one of us is a fucking podcast millionaire and the other one is a merchandise millionaire. Uh, I've been Sam Dow. And I'm Aiden Claire. And you will spin. Oh. You'll, you know, you won't spin next time, but we will spin you later. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs>